Yes. Um, I bet you're all out there just dying to know what exactly is this new hullabaloo about a, a little teeny fish called krill. Uh, we, we have on the line today um, Alfred Nasty, who is going to be talking to us about krill arctic foods, because that's his company, and we're going to explore why there is such excitement over this teeny little fish. Um, Alfred, welcome to On the Menu. Um, I have been dying to ask you a question, however, which I'll do just right up front, is when you open the can and you look in, there are all these little black spots. Are they eyes? Yes. As a matter of fact, those those little black speckles are teeny portions of the eyes, and those eyes are uh, packed with an amazing amount of uh, uh, vitamin and nutrients, and um, they have they are really don't have a taste. I mean the uh, the appearance might be somewhat. Um, uh, not as attractive to some, but uh, I do assure you that um, they are so good for you. And, uh, oh, yes. Well, you know, this is not the first time I've heard of krill. Uh, it's the first time I've tried it. But um, years ago, uh, I had a dentist who uh, had a, uh, what do you call it, when, uh, a stress-related uh, overuse shoulder issue and arthritis that developed. And, um, and of course, this was his occupation, and he had to use that arm. And so, and he had to have that joint working, and he didn't want to have surgery. So he started, um, he's the first person I knew that was regularly eating krill. But I thought it was in some other form, like a, a capsule or something. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, it- most certainly was because um, um, for the most part, krill meat has never been introduced to the United States. It's been a common staple in um, countries that were part of the former USSR. Uh, it is, uh, it's commonly used alongside, they use it with Sell it, uh, they serve it with caviar on crackers. It's used in a, a number oh, of really? different salads and meals. Yeah, but here in the States, krill oil, which is derived from the whole krill where we get the meat from, uh-huh. has become uh, quite popular with um, a lot of the nutraceutical industries. Where oh, well, that's it, probably what he was taking then. Not that actually yeah, yeah, the fish. Yeah, 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 no, he is, no, he's, he was taking the krill oil, and um, the interesting, or part of our product, is we're introducing the meat itself that, if chosen, can replace the oil supplements while, you know, putting an addition another protein into your regular diet. I mean, everyone's looking for that new type of product that is clean, that's sustainable, that's, I mean, just good for you. And in in my opinion, of course, it actually comes with scientific data that krill meat is single-handedly 
you know, pound for pound, and when I say pound for pound, I mean nutrient-dense, the most uh, nutritious uh, and vitamin-packed food out on the market, although nobody knows what it is. The nutraceutical companies and Think Pharma have done a nice job I mean, t- t- tell us some more about that. I mean, the, the first thing, first thing that Anne thought of when, when she got the information about krill and was going to get in touch with you and all that stuff, was we 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 sort of vaguely knew that whales ate krill, but, but humans eating krill, humans eating krill seemed like a kind of a stretch. <laughs> wow. Interestingly enough, this has not been the first attempt to try and introduce krill into the, uh, you know, into the Western world. Um, but yes, krill has, krill is known to have, well, in today, well, like I said, the, the Nutra uh, business has done a good job with the, uh, the supplements. But for the most part, we only knew krill to feed uh, whales, seals, and uh, marine life. And that continues to happen. Our supply chain uses our krill resource only for food. It's the only differentiator from the other companies that I go out. See. Okay, now I'm getting the picture. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, you need to explain one other thing. What is the um, uh, connection to Ukraine? Okay, so the the it, these come from. Ukrainian vessels. Um, the krill fishery is on eight states, eight countries are only allowed to uh, ship uh, fish for krill in the Antarctic Ocean. This is caught in the coldest water of the South Pole in the Antarctic Ocean. And um, the former USSR uh, has a, a quota, uh, Poland has a quota, all of the countries that border the Antarctic region, those eight countries get a portion of the krill fishing quota. The only company, which is ours from the Ukraine, that doesn't, that isn't part of the quote-unquote big three uh, is our resource. And what we do is we, uh, they come from Ukrainian vessels. They're processed on the vessel itself. Um, it's caught in within maybe three hours or so. It's deshelled. The shells are put separately. The meat is then uh, steamed enough to, and we might call it blanched, it's then uh, frozen, and then it goes into uh, canning. And when it's frozen, it gets frozen uh, as is, so the oils itself stay in the meat because it didn't have a chance to even, uh, how could I say, uh, expunge the, its natural oils. Uh, the process is done, uh, we have what the, it's a factory vessel. So we, we are doing it right out there in the Antarctic. We're catching now, it. How can anybody it. figure this out? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> That's the $69,000 question, and thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Our biggest obstacle is to uh, educate consumers. Um, Oh, sure. Consumers, yeah. Consumers don't know it's available, and uh, 
You know, it's only been with us now for the last month, and we're um, we're participating in a number of different trade shows, and we're making ourselves available to some specialty food distributors. But uh, once consumers can identify that this meat is available and it can be part of their regular diet on a um, just as they need it, and you know it's ready served, and you actually get the oil from those nutri- from those capsules right inside the can with this amazing meat that is really fantastic and it's fresh. I mean, it might sound biased, but it really is. Really well, what kind of testing did you was done to provide all the nutritional um, valuation? Oh, I didn't have to do any of it. It started way back from our our uh, our government. NASA started testing it in the seventies. Oh, NASA. It started with well, it actually started with uh, Russia, and it went to Japan, and then NASA was going to give it to our uh, astronauts during the seventies, and then our economy kind of. Uh, didn't support that, and, uh, you know, it got taken off. The uh, the, the experiment kind of went away, uh, but we were preparing to give a, a condensed krill to the astronauts because of its vitamin and its nutrient content. But uh, following that, I can uh, – there's probably no less than 25 studies done through different scientists and um, – you know, uh, accredited industries that support the uh, the bios and the nutritional data there. So, you know, we didn't do it. Someone else did it for us. We just brought wow. the product to market. <laughs> now, now, let, let, let's, let, me, let me back up a little, if I, if I can, just get rid of some of my confusion. The, the, the countries who have the opportunity to be able to fish for the krill in the Antarctic are Poland, Ukraine and Russia? Poland, Ukraine, Russia, um, Australia, um, the Netherlands. Okay, um, so quite a few. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Anyone, uh, anyone bordering the Ant- uh, uh, boarding the rim of the Antarctic, uh, the Antarctic Circle there. Uh, okay. Let me go back. Uh, I had a list of them. I can get. I can send you a oh, list. Oh, no, you, you, you've, clarif- you've clarified it now. How do the ships get there? I mean, it's 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 a lo- it's a long way from Poland to the Antarctic. Yeah, no, no. It's a uh, the journey itself. The entire journey, I believe, takes uh, no less than four months. It takes them quite a while okay. to get there. Right. And, yeah, uh, so I was thinking. Yeah, the Ukrainian vessels start from uh, Cape Town and they go through the channel, through as uh, far out to, I mean, many stops along the way through uh, Korea. And then they, they it's, uh, it, it's quite the journey and they stay out there. So the vessel itself is a factory on water. Right. So everyone lives and eats and sleeps and does everything on the vessel. So it's... Uh, now, listen. Ca- ca- cap- capture in your mind the fact that these these krill—they're really tiny. Oh yeah, very <laughs> tiny. I mean, they might they might might be they might be loved beloved by whales. Mm. But, 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 but for, for, 
for for you and I, we might be considered fairly small. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pinky, your pinky nail, maybe. <laughs> now, now you, you said a few minutes when you started the call. You you said you were in Boca Raton, but that's that, that's entirely an accident. Nothing to do with krill. No, no, absolutely not. No. So so the all of the the vessel once they all of the vessels fish for it in the same region of the South Pole. There's okay. no there's no other area areas of South Orfolk area 48 and 49. Is where um, the uh, Greenland and those countries that they have all designated the fishing region where they get the krill. And right. for the most part, we our supply chain is the only vessel that is that is geared to clean and process the krill for human consumption. Uh-huh. All of the other vessels. Are processing it for um, oil and um, uh, for uh, you know, uh, farming agro products. It's used in it's used in a lot of feed formulation for say salmon and oh, shrimp okay. and anything that's uh, agro. It's also very big in the in the agro field as well because the 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 powder after it's um, it's crushed and dried out. Yeah, yeah it has uh, it has something in the something in the in the levels of say sixty four percent protein or sixty three. It, it's it's unheard of where um, you know they would traditionally use fish meal and fish meal they probably have to take um, uh, you know all of the byproduct sardines and you know all of the uh, the uh, the weights fish they'd compress them and that's what they use for feed formulations. But uh, krill is extremely high in protein, so the dried portion is very common uh, for the most part in the salmon industry as well as the um, uh, trout and, uh, and and shrimp farming. It's uh, just part of their feed formulation. It's also very popular in the pet food uh, and cosmetic industry. Yeah. Now, yeah, because of the uh, because of the. How did you get into this in this first place? Yeah, I was looking at So back in uh, uh, our our so I ha- I'm also involved in the, the seafood business, and one of our uh, our supply chains in the country of India would purchase the dry krill meal. For their um, for their feed plant, and um, the supplier that I'm currently assisting with here uh, from the Ukraine uh, was requiring assistance into entering certain of these markets in which I I, I helped them with. And um, that being said, the supplier's family member is a neighbor of mine, and we just coincidentally met and told me about his. His family member who's been really, really trying to get into the country and can I help him? And it turned out, I says, I'm going in June of 19 to visit my supply chain. And if he's more than welcome to meet me there and I'll, you know, I'll bring him right to the individuals that, you know, are, are, are part of this whole association of feed dealers. And he was delighted. And when I met him there, he, he kind of went through the whole procedure and then, 
when they were just about ready to get business off the ground, COVID hit. And then oh, COVID, wow. they kind of... Uh, Bummer, they, huh? they, well, Yeah, yeah, Ukraine, uh, well, all of us, right? We all went into this, uh, this shutdown, uh, global level, and um, uh, the, the Ukraine actually stood closed a lot longer than uh, the, the Western world did. They didn't allow anybody who didn't have, hold a Ukrainian passport to enter the country. Um, so it took them a while to get back on their feet. And once that happened, um, they were prepared to come into the United States, and I told them I'd continue to assist them if they needed my guidance. And uh, then once they were ready to launch, some crazy man decided to claim war on the Ukraine, and guess what? Mm. Now here they are. <laughs> yeah. So now from they couldn't get the product back to the Ukraine, so the product was sent to a neighboring country of Latvia, which is part of the EU. Sure, and, sure, um, sure. Yeah, so now the product is being packaged in Latvia now instead of the Ukraine, and uh, that's where we are now. Um, the original people that were involved with this uh, project uh, unfortunately decided that it wasn't a viable project once the war started. And, um, you know, developing a relationship with these people and their family members, I just couldn't walk away from them. So here I am still trying to do my best to, you know, be a, a front runner and, uh, and, and, you know, and trying to pioneer this thing to the next level. Well, you know, I think that probably education is certainly right at the forefront of major issues for you. But the way you outline it, I mean, sourcing the, the, the product, the, um, the krill itself, is, seems major. I mean, it's, I don't, it doesn't sound like, are these very abundant or what? what how can so no, many people be involved? Not. So, um, yeah, it's certainly not an abundant resource. It's a limited resource. We keep, uh, I think we're, I think we're managed to maintain a less than 1% uh, catch quota. And uh, like I said, our supply chain, because we're using it for food, um, we only uh, bring in what we have pre-sold or we know we can sell or they can sell. And therefore, um, yeah, we kind of, we're kind of, that's what differentiates us. So, yeah, at the end of the day, Big Pharma run, rules this business, and we're this small little teeny, teeny guy that's just still doing it for the sake of, as you say, we, we send some of the product whole, and that's sold to countries like Korea and Japan, and they use it for marine food, and the rest of it is cleaned right on the vessel. It's cleaned by high-pressure water, where they take the shells off. Now, you off. use seafood, I mean, seawater, right? Um, I guess... No. The, no, no, no. The I thought I read that. Hmm? No, you mean we're using seawater to what? To, we're using purified vessel water to clean the product with. And they're not cleaning thought, it. They're just pulling the shells off. Oh. I thought so you actually added the water. Where did I read that? Um, no, 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 no. It's it packed in its natural oils and regular, regular fresh water, but not we wouldn't use seawater. Yeah, because I was wondering, because 
But my one um, comment on it is, I think it probably, I, I tried it right out of the can, and I think that it would be uh, better to actually prepare it in some dishes um, to sure. reduce the, um, the, the concentration of salt. And I wondered if that was because you used salt water in processing it. No. Actually, it's, it's cured in, I think, less than 1% of salt, I think 0.82 of 1% uh, just for the curing process. Uh, and fresh water, and it's natural oils. The natural oil from krill is quite dense. And it's salt. Uh, yeah, it's salt. and that's what, yeah, it just has that salinity flavor to it or, by, or, or aftertaste. It's kind of, uh, but, it's, but the interesting part, and I don't know a part when you, uh, when you taste it, is there's no repeat. Even with the salt and even with the food, the food, uh, the oils and the food, they really digest quite well in the system. And that's another thing that differentiates krill meat than any of the other protein. It's digestibility. I, I can't find any um, indication of percentage of, um, of salt um, in, in the product. Mm, hold on one second. I will tell you... Um, I happen to have a can with me. So, okay. Krill beet uh, contains water, 30.1%, and salt, 0.9%. So that's less than 1%. If you look at the back of the package. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking right now at this thing. I mean, it has eyes on, so it's another benefit from mineral benefit. <laughs> um, yeah, but I can't find the just On the thing. back of the package, the back of the original package that you're uh, What does it say? What does it say? It says, contains crustaceans, may contain traces of fish, soy, and wheat flour. And then it says, ingredients, krill meat, 69%. Euphasia superba, water, 30.1%, salt, 0.9%. Amazing. On on the tongue, it has high salinity, which is why I suggested it might be better using it as an ingredient rather than right out of the can. So So what we've discovered is the people that have been using it right out of the can have been putting black pepper, zero salt, and a, just a little squeeze of lemon. And yeah. that's been the trick of serving it as is. So, um, yeah, so these, it can be, it got, it's so versatile. I mean, it can be done with salads. It could be done with a vegetable spread. It could be done with, used in rice, pizza toppings, uh, pastas, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, the way you'd make, um, say, spaghetti and clams. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be like, um, it, it, it could be called a superfood, something I read about it. Oh, I know for sure. No, I, 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 But, well, I mean, if you go through this, I mean, the, the, the health claims or nutritional values are rather amazing. It's um, improved heart health. 
uh, mm-hmm. despite the salinity, because, you know, salt isn't uh, very good for your heart. Uh, lower cholesterol, reduce inflammation, uh, maintain healthy eyes and vision, support mm-hmm. brain function, reduce the risk of developing autoimmune diseases and cancers, aid in weight loss. Mm-hmm. That's the one you emphasize. You want to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you see what's happening to that osempic or whatever it's called, the diabetes drug. It's being it's being cleared off the shelves by people who are not diabetic, but who picked up on the advertising as a weight loss, and and they're buying it up without having um, diabetes. Wow. Uh, I mean, anybody who reads this, uh, they're going to be eating this morning, noon, and night. You aid in anti-aging, promote healthier skin, hair, and nails, um, prevent cellular damage. Here, it even aids in lowering depression mm-hmm. and helps support liver function. I mean, that's amazing. Do you get questions on any of that? Um, all we have to do, I'm sure they will, but I think... The real oil supplement business has done a lot of the heavy lifting for us. Mm-hmm. They, they've already, they've already, you know, done all those promotions already, and um, it the same tests that are available and the same clinical analysis that were performed and all of the same scientific data that's been collected is all there. Now you got to remember that. Krill is the only animal that lives off of algae, so it's got to, it's it, it's the only one with an actually what what a what a, uh, what a uh, you know a non seafood diet. It only eats uh, it's it's the only it's the only vegetarian animal out there, and the algae uh, and the, uh, the the nutrients that come from that sea algae is where they get all of their uh, vitamins from. That's where yeah, they I, mean, get I, the, I, I don't yeah. think that the algae is the the krill is the only vegetarian animal. <laughs> there are lots of vegetarian what animals. No, uh, when I when I say vegetarian vegetarian diet, uh, I mean I don't know, but that I can't really confirm that. Um, well, you know, well, I mean, it, it, it's certainly it's fascinating um, to, to see where it came from, where it's going, you know, as as a, yeah, a product. Um, I think you have a long road ahead of you in, in getting control of the the, um, the the basic access to the product. And also, mm. um, yeah, and, and the, the logistics politically, when you start talking about the countries that <laughs> have access to, to uh, harvesting this, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you must have a lot of energy. <laughs> I do, I do, and I have to tell you, I've been working day and night trying to bring some clear picture because a number of people have asked me, um, people that serve, uh, say, fine caviar, you know, this is where it should be. People that are in the health and wellness industry, this is where it should be. People that are in the gourmet food industry, this is where it should be. This should it be. It should be in the, you know, part of a, a seafood diet. I mean, there's so many different venues that 
basically fit its model. So we don't know where to go first. Who, you know, who is who is the target first? Yeah. Who is the, that was good. that was going to be my last question. Is who exactly have you identified as your market? But you you have a whole bunch of types. There's so many, and I guess to 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 summarize it would be you know individuals that are uh, health conscious that eat good foods that you know, support their body function that are concerned with some ailments that their body may concern from not eating natural foods or individuals that could use assistance with eating natural foods to uh, improve some of the uh, some of the items that, uh, you know, the functions that krill does, whether it be having high cholesterol or, or having inflammation or, you know, a weight loss or assistance in your skin. Yeah, I'm telling um, you, that's where your money is, weight loss. <laughs> weight, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I, you know so which, which we have the chicken and the egg syndrome here. Yeah. So which, which one first? Um, you know, we've yeah. been trying to do it the old, just the way to say, be clear on, you know, just try and make it available to everyone. You know. Well, I'm 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 going to carefully watch to see where you go with this because it's a fascinating um, opportunity and a challenge. Um, it is. It's it's a huge challenge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're 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 looking at like a lot of heavy lifting. But if you know the individuals, look what 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 we need. We need individuals with a little bit of high exposure to take notice to the product and um, use the product and identify what it's how good it is for you and you know maybe help us with a little boost in in promotion because this is basically this one product fits a lot of different sizes and a lot of different areas where people can benefit from it and i mean everywhere from gourmet foods to health conscious consumers to uh you know whether you say weight loss or uh, I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on and on. And uh, which one, which one uh, grabs onto it first? That's the big question. And that's uh, well, Alfred. Yeah. I'm going to be watching, and and I want you to keep us posted on how this is moving Absolutely. because it's it's an adventure. You certainly picked some something that's full of adventure. And um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a yeah. I think I might have. You know, sometimes I think I might have bought a bit off more than what I could chew, but hey, uh, the uh, <laughs> the journey is definitely going to be interesting. And more importantly, once we get there and people start to realize what we have, we have, uh, you know, we have dynamite in a can, and it's and it's good stuff. And all yeah. we need to do is, like I said, connect to that right audience. And uh, I think. Uh, the rest will be a pretty interesting ride. But in the meantime, yes, a lot of work ahead of us. <laughs> so, yeah, well, thank you for hopefully. talking to us about it because, it's, uh, yeah. as I said, it's fascinating, the uh, issues involved and how you progress from here. Uh, it will be interesting to see where you go. 
Um, yeah, and again, please. thank you for your time. I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry, no, I cut into your vacation. <laughs> no, there's no vacation. I'm sitting here working. So yeah, no. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. And uh, yeah, hopefully some of your audience will listen, and we might get someone from your audience that says, "Hey, what is this stuff? We want to know more." So quick, we'll, quick, that's what. Quick, yes. quick hint. Quick hint for you. Just a few doors down the road from. Carnegie Hall in New York City is a shop called Petrosian. Yes, we know it well. And they're, and they're huge dealers in caviar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and there's they might, quite they, a few they, of them who, out there. Who, who, who knows? They might be interested in krill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's be, right, be yeah. worth That's a phone call at least, right? Absolutely. Hey, just down, just a couple of states away, the big com- there's a big company called Whole Foods. They might be interested too. Oh, there you go. Good. Good. Them too. (laughs) Oh, Alfred, it's been fun. And and again, thank you. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for all your assistance. You too. Bye-bye. And have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net. talking to Alicia Lumia and I I don't know where I encountered wolf's fish but I'm sure glad I did um, we've been eating wolf's fish now for every day <laughs> to tribute in advance of the interview uh, with Alicia who is uh, the marketing um, person at director I guess what's your exact title Alicia uh, head of marketing is fine, or marketing okay. director. Marketing and communications. So um, I, I told you beforehand that I was predisposed to, to not like it because I've never liked frozen fish. I always counted on getting fresh fish. But wolf's fish is different. I mean, I loved it. I could, I could go on about each individual thing that we ate. But let's start at the beginning. Is It's not a new company. I didn't. I'd never heard of it. Then, but tell us the the fit. The wolf, spelled with a U, by the way, listeners, to be a U L F apostrophe S. Wolf's fish. What's how old is it? Tell us the backstory. Wolf's fish was founded in 1926. See, so for 90 years, it was a you know a small neighborhood fish market in Boston. Um, and then in 2016, and really, you know, really had a, a dedicated following in the neighborhood. It was in Brookline, um, which was a residential neighborhood. You know, it really right. came from a, another era where people in Boston ate fish all the time, and it was accessible, and it was something that was on everyone's menu. I've heard um, anecdotally, Richie Taylor, who's, who's part of the original family and worked in that market for years, is still is still part of Wolf's. He's one of our head buyers. And he talks oh, really? About you know, when he was younger, there were five markets around. There were five independent fish markets, you know, <laughs> in the greater really? neighborhood. It was just a very different way to shop and, and eat then. And then uh, in 2016, we closed the market 
because it's, you know, because shopping patterns have changed. It's, it's difficult to, to operate small independent markets and really pivoted into our wholesale clientele, so selling to chefs, mostly around Boston and then in New York and select chefs around the country as well. And okay. so um, having a consumer, like direct to consumer in the way that we're doing it now through the website was really a, a totally new business, like so many companies who are restaurant distributors, you know, with the, the closures last March because of COVID, you know, everything really closed, pretty close to overnight, um, at least in Boston, New York. And we made a fast pivot to selling direct to consumer. We were, you know, we were a little bit ahead of the game having thought about it. it yeah, because that's the to new do. reality. That's the new real market, I think. I don't think it's going to ever go back, <laughs> even after COVID. No. Yeah, well, I hope... I really hope that consumers buying, you know, direct from, from producers and from restaurant distributors will be one of the few really good things to come out of this. Because yes. I think there's, especially in seafood, there's a really dramatic difference between really good products that you can get, either from a specialty market or that you'd get at a restaurant and something that you might get at a, a mass market retailer. I mean, they're really... They're very different fish and very different uh, handling and preparations and, you know, the care that goes into that, it can result in something really very different. And also the variety is not not so good. I mean, even here in Boston, it can be limited, let alone if you're away from the coast. It's really impossible I know, sometimes I know. to get I mean, more I'm, than just two or three things. We're, we're in Pittsburgh and, and you know, we're not on a coast, although it's better than Kansas City. The only thing they had in Kansas City was what's that stuff I can't stand now? Catfish. 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 <laughs> yeah. We, we have it tastes a like mud. Exactly. <laughs> we, we have a friend who has a has a, uh, a, a fish market that he owns, a retail fish store, which is also a restaurant, and he 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 gets a delivery almost every day. But the reason that he's able to get it is because trucks are coming from the Fulton Fish Market all the way to Toledo, Ohio, and Columbus, Ohio, and Cincinnati, and all those other places. So they just stop off and drop some stuff for him. But, but, but he's, the only, he's the only person doing that. Now, there is a landing of oysters almost every day at, at the Pittsburgh International Airport, but it, it's not the same variety that you have. But, but, but I have a question, because yeah. there, was always, there was always this issue of... What is re- what really is Boston scrod? Oh, <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Oh no, I don't know it's, if I'm. I can tell you, it's not cod, right? <laughs> it's about sizing. I think okay. it's really. Oh, please don't quote me on this one. I, I would have pulled somebody who's a mark. <laughs> that one confuses me too. <laughs> okay, so you, so you're not certain. Either. I think it's. It's, yeah, it's about it's about the size of the fish okay. and like how old they are and different times of the year. And I couldn't explain to you the details. I'm okay, afraid. well, let's, <laughs> let, 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 it, let it remain a mystery. Now, here, here's here's the real trick. How on earth did you figure out how to source Mauritius red drum and farm-raised salmon bellies? And the most gorgeous halibut you've ever seen in your whole life. Oh, I love that's my favorite fish. And, and chalkstream rainbow t- trout, which it turns out my brother, who lives in the southwest of England, knew all about. 
but, oh, but, wonderful. But he, is, but he associated it with fly fishing, and what you're doing is not exactly fly fishing. Well, but, but, but how, no, I mean, that you... area is, is famous for fly fishing, absolutely. And those rivers are really well known for that, and that, you know, the minerality gives those fish a really particular flavor. So the farm that we work with there, um, just to, to talk about talk stream for a minute, is working, you know, they're diverting some of the water from those rivers. This is highly monitored okay, right. by the government oh, environmental that's groups. And then so that's how you do fish. that. Yeah. yeah, so they're pulling them through. They're raising those fish in pens near the rivers. And so, you know, the water through natural means, you know, these different pumps is getting pumped in and kept moving, and then it goes into different Suddenly, it's not like it's dumped straight back into the river then, that it would you know, settle and make sure that it will be tested and has no contaminants, um, you know, just from, like, too much waste from the fish. It, it's properly cleaned, and then it goes back into the river, and it's meticulously rated the entire time to make oh. sure that there's, you know, there's no damage to that water. So that's a, an incredibly important ecosystem I mean, for the, the fly fishing and sport fishing in that area is really important, and then just... You know, they're, they're really a, a treasure and just a one-of-a-kind ecosystem, too. I was really fascinated to, to meet. I've actually been to that farm when we started working with them and see how they were farming and, and see the water and just hear the story of, like, the flavor that's actually coming through the chalk. I'm kind of like, you have the chalk that's giving the flavor to the grapes and champagne. It's the same chalk and that soil that is giving a minerality to that water that the oh, fish is raised in. Wonderful. Matt, but, Matt. I mean, I loved, I loved that. I mean, I, of course, the halibut was my favorite because I'm crazy about halibut. But also the uh, um, salmon belly. I mean, oh. fabulous. We don't get that anyplace else. See, and that, I think, is a, is a terrible shame. I mean, just to, to back up a little bit for our sourcing and how we're able to find different products where it's really arranged based on, you know, based on where things are coming from. So for many of our farm products, we actually have a sister company called Cleanfish, and Cleanfish works with producers around the world who are pursuing the most innovative practices in aquaculture, and then we help them come to the U.S. So that's how we, we have the relationship. Is it so clean or clean? Clean. Clean. Clean fish. So that's a separate company. It is a separate company. I mean, we're okay. you know, it's it's you know, we're tied together really as one okay. you know, as one kind of corporate family, but it is a separate company that works with those producers. So they're working on that kind of supply side and and really helping support innovation. So Cleanfish products, the Mauritius Red Drum is a cleanfish product. Um, the salmon bellies were for Nordic blue salmon from Norway, and that's a cleanfish product. Jockstream trout is another cleanfish product. Um, so in those cases, that's really where we're finding our, our kind of particularly wonderful and with great story aquaculture products. And then, you know, that halibut is coming in from New England, I and mean, that's just a beautiful local fish. We have that's gorgeous notoriously picky buyers. Do you, do you have it for substantial periods of the year? I mean, when, when I when I shop at my and, and not 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 so not so keen on whole foods for fish, but, it, no. but at least but at least it's walking distance from our house. But halibut is very seasonal as far as they're concerned. Now, are they, is halibut seasonal with you, or do you have 
enough different places that your your people can catch so that you have it always on the menu? Well, halibut, I mean, there are seasonal fluctuations, but the halibut season that you'd probably be purchasing halibut from a Whole Foods, it's going to be Pacific halibut, like the Alaskan halibut. And so this is Atlantic halibut. So it's, okay, it's the same species, but it's a totally different population. Um, and you'll find differences in quality and definitely differences in seasonality. So, you know, they're, they're set in different ways about how that catch happens. So the West Coast season does have limits, you know, those Alaskan halibut. Um, you know, and sometimes the, the character of that fish can be different. They can be a lot larger. The East Coast, uh, the Atlantic halibut, it's really the halibut that we're getting is kind of, it's from the coast of Maine and sometimes into Nova Scotia. It really you know, depends on the fish don't know about the border. So they swim back and forth. And it depends right. on where they were caught. And it's, it's about, it's a limited catch, um, mostly as bycatch, actually, when going through other species. So really? it's, it's extremely limited. And so it's also, you know, it's very prized and very well cared for <laughs> when the fishermen get one. To sell now, that. And that's when do they freeze it? I mean, who freezes it? When is it frozen? We freeze everything. So we're doing that ourselves. So when we, like, for the halibut is a great example. So we would be buying fish that's been landed, you know, either in Nova Scotia or in Maine um, through our network. Our buyers go, they pick out just the halibut that they want. You can even do, like, a little tail cut sample even. We put pictures of that sometimes on Instagram. It shows you like how you judge the quality of the fish, especially for one that big. They buy only the ones that they think are going to be the right grade for us. And then we are butchering those in-house. So that our team is cutting them, cleaning them up, you know, making sure that they're really beautifully portioned, they're trimmed all the right way, and we are backpacking and super freezing them in our facility. So that was okay. a, a big investment that we made when we decided to go direct to consumer and in March was really investing in some really high-tech super freezers. And that it's really not at all the same process as like people will buy extra fish at the market and put it in their own freezer. And that yield a very good result. <laughs> like it, no. it freezes it very differently. This in the super freezing process, you know, when it's backpacked, the temperature is dropping so quickly that it's actually helping retain the structure. Like on a cellular level, it's a different process. And that's yes, part so of why you're not getting... Yes, the texture is one of the things that really yeah. uh, differentiates your fish from other kinds of frozen fish. And the texture is yeah. like as if it were never frozen. Now, let's clarify, Alicia, for, for the restaurant buyer or for the lucky people like us, who, who, who found you and real, realized that it was something we should investigate. Bas basically, you, you have frozen it, but then when, when I order it, or when a restaurant orders it, you go to the cooler, you take out the fish that's frozen, you put it in a box, and it arrives on your doorstep tomorrow. And it's cryovac, yeah. which yeah. makes a difference, so, too. And, and then you don't start storing it, it until you're ready to use it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, for restaurants, we do ship. I mean, a lot of restaurants are buying fresh and frozen. For consumers, we decided that frozen was really going to be the best way to make sure that people really got the best quality and that, you know, it gives you, it just suits, it suits the home lifestyle better. You're able to order a box. You don't have to eat it in two days. 
if we're all fresh and you'd feel that pressure, you can stock up, especially this year when people are really wanting to limit their trips out. You know, it allows you to plan a bit better to have things ready, you know, on your, you know, on your schedule. And I think, you know, it's also just makes it much, it makes it much easier to have that fish in the best condition. No, I mean, often the, you know, the fish in a grocery store might have been out of the water a few weeks by the time you get it. Yeah, I know. By the time it goes through all that other stuff, I know. Um, no, I mean, could, could an individual actually get fresh fish? Without frozen? Uh, we're not doing that at the moment, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think right now we really decided that frozen is, is the best way to get it to you in the best shape and going through. I mean, when we deliver to a restaurant in Boston, we do it in our own truck, so we control that entire process. <laughs> so that's the difference, you know. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen with a carrier and what happens if there's a snowstorm like because we're managing that from the minute we have that fish so we prepared it until it went on our truck with our driver and we dropped it at the restaurant so that's a very different <laughs> level of control now um, does, does, the, does the red to. drum does the red drum actually come from mauritius it does indeed there is a farm Peter said that's that's impossible because it's a, a long way away right it it is in that case actually because of the frozen we have brought that fish in in fresh, um, but we also brought some in frozen so that it could float. Which is you brought it in fresh as well for restaurants. Uh, we do, we do. Yeah, I mean I'll be that has been disrupted in COVID. It's a bit difficult because no one flies to Mauritius unless they're going on vacation for the most part. And with the end of <laughs> there was a while when there were no flights at all so we weren't able to have that fish i mean um you know i think there's some misconception when when product comes from far away that that's less sustainable and i mean for the most part when you're like when a fish comes from norway it's not like it's going on its own dedicated plane full of fish it flies under the people like it's already it's already part of the you know the economy i think but i think some people think like it's, it's on a special fish flight or something it's really not it's it's coming with the people in cargo. Well, and now, do you do shellfish as well? Uh, we haven't for wholesale because we are doing everything frozen. And so, you know, there are there are some species that we, you know, shellfish is hard because we couldn't ship fresh shellfish with the box that had dry ice because they would die in transit. Um, so that we've gotten work. we've gotten live lobsters fixed <laughs> from Maine, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it's funny. It it seems a very weird experience opening this box and having this live lobster waving at you. Yeah, that is strange. We see it in the airport in Boston, too. There's always like a last minute take some lobster on the plane. (laughs) You you (laughs) put their live lobsters that they're flying with. I wanted to to point you in a direction which which is very... Very similar to your salmon bellies, but it's swordfish belly. And uh, so, sometimes we're fortunate enough that if, they, if my local whole food store gets a swordfish loin that, that, that hasn't been mangled by a, some, someone in their back reaches of their company, and as a result, this a piece of belly that can be cut off and sold to patrons like me who know the secret. 
<laughs> we would love to do it. I should ask. I wonder what whether some chef has already been claiming them because what we did debut last year was swordfish chops. Um, and that brings me like to the salmon belly. I mean, one of the things that's you know, I think it's actually a real disadvantage for home cooks is you don't get offered all the interesting bits. I mean, people get very used to having their fish in really tidy little squares or, you oh, know, yeah. very long fillets that meet a very specific specification. But there's so much more of the fish that's really quite accessible. I mean, the bellies are one thing. That's We're taking those fish in whole. We're cutting them ourselves. So we had the bellies. And sometimes we would go to restaurants. Many places are just going to throw that away. I mean, it takes oh, some more no, labor no, to, no, do <laughs> to pack it. But honestly, that's really what's happening to them and many other companies because it does take some labor and some, you know, some culinary know-how to trim it and prepare it and package it. And we, you know, these we started selling bellies. We started selling the collars, um, like salmon collars. And then the yeah, they're good too. People, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go for either of them, and now we have a hard time keeping them in stock, bellies especially. Like, we, we thought, will anyone buy these? Will, will consumers get excited? And then we really had a problem. I mean, there's only so many bellies per fish we I have, know, that's so we true. run out. That's <laughs> like our, to... our friend who uh, has an organic uh, lamb um, farm. Um, one chef in New York City wanted something like a 1,000 lamb's tongues for a salad. <laughs> There were just so many tongues in a lamb. <laughs> just I know. No, no, <laughs> for a and, while. And as a special request, but but send this only as a portion for one, which is grouper heads. Oh, I I did that once for Peter, with a collar. You know, that's a big piece ah. of fish. Yeah, and and yeah. I stuffed it with crab meat, and 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 um, yeah and. He always used to call from the airport and say, what's for dinner? And so this time I said, oh, it's a surprise. And when you come home, don't come into the kitchen. <laughs> and then I, I presented it on a giant platter with the, the, the heads looking in different directions. <laughs> I don't think he was very amused. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Well, we actually had some... We put some halibut heads on our site recently. We, we started a new section called Limited Catch, where sometimes we just have a few of something kind of weird and wonderful, either like hyper-seasonal or just weird and wonderful like the halibut heads. And we sold them in a day. We were pretty excited about that, that so many people got excited about, you know, we had a little bit of instruction about how to well, People want something different, yeah, yeah. Uh, run, run us through, the, first of all, the website is W-U-L-F-S fish. Fish.com. Fish. .com. And what's the process? You go on the website, and, and, and then what? You just you go roam on the website, around. you'll see, yeah, from our store that there's, a real selection there. Um, you know, it's, and it, it, we're always adding new items. If you're really looking for, you know, something, the, the weird and wonderful selection, yeah, our limited I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, section we set up where we can, because sometimes there, there just aren't very many of them. We can't really debut them as a, a main uh -huh. item, but we'll have something 
Now, what, are, what are some well, of the exciting but, things that, that you've put on recently? We talked we talk about cheap. quite a few of them. Yeah, well, Todd there's a um, really popular. The what? Cod cheeks. Cod cheeks. Cod cheeks. Oh yeah, I haven't had those yeah. in ages. Yeah, they're they're fantastic, uh, and they're you know they're about the size of a scallop, kind of like a large scallop, and they just cook up so quickly and so flavorful. I mean, it really that that texture is a little bit between cod and a, a scallop, and so those we actually just got a few more that we put up in the site because those. Uh, sold through very quickly, and we have some bay scallops up there. The you know fish from Nantucket or Cape Cod area—they're yeah. a real seasonal delicacy. So we had a few, a few left that we were able to put aside, and then to the swordfish, swordfish chops are something that that comes and goes. It's a fish collar essentially of the swordfish, but it's it's enormous. It looks more like a tomahawk steak. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like a giant cube of meat. And a, a big bone sticking out of it that you could do in your oven, um, done on the grill. And it's really, you know, it's not the meat itself is a much higher fat content, too. It's more like a, a really fatty tuna than it is like a other kind of swordfish. I'm looking at you also of, have octopus. It sounds like swordfish belly. We is do. It sounds, sounds a lot like I love I've octopus. I've actually never had swordfish belly. I love octopus as well. So, yeah, but you know, it's, <laughs> the, my next point is, I mean, so you order, and and you get you fill the orders, and it gets delivered to your door. I mean, how long does that take usually? Well, when we you ship, place an order. Um, for people within the Boston area, we can like within the immediate Boston area, we deliver five days a week with our own trucks, actually, yeah. and then for outside that area. It's we ship on Mondays, Wednesday, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays because we want to make sure that, you you know, it can't sit in a warehouse over the week and, you know, UPS could take two days. Oh, okay. So it'll go right. UPS in a, our, new, our shipping boxes, which are all made from eco materials. They're, you know, they're fully insulated, but 100% curbside recyclable. And then with dry ice and gel packs as well, usually to make sure it stays very cold. Beautifully. So that, yeah, I think I wrote to you and said that it, it was in great shape when it showed up. I mean, it was not uh, melting and it was not, you know, it was a very tidily packed and easy to unpack and so forth. And, you know, the thing I've found with this online shopping is, um, I mean, there, there is, of course, it's high quality, so it's more on the expensive side. But it's the uh, shipping fees that just about kill the uh, online shopping. What do you do about shipping? I mean, I've I've known people who do it according to a distance, like FedEx, and I know it's by um, weight sometimes, when I put my lamb. Uh, and then we interviewed somebody on the West Coast, and they just add $100 shipping on everything, every order. Um, which would make you certainly want to um, buy a lot at one time, so you do get a repeat of the shipping fee. What is your policy? Our shipping is by zones. I mean, shipping, shipping fresh or frozen product is an expensive proposition, no matter how you look at it. So that is just um, that is unavoidable. But we ship by zones, and so every zone does have a free shipping threshold. Uh, there's a map on our site. It's, three zones, most of the East Coast and like um, as far west as Ohio is zone one, 
And for Zone 1, you know, we have free shipping for orders over $99. Part of the Midwest is, is Zone 2, and that's a different free shipping threshold, like $299, and then Zone 3 for the far west and west coast, um, where you, know, you can either pay a flat rate fee or have zone shipping and get free for orders of 399 which seems like a lot, but there are people who definitely order that. <laughs> or, you know, they clearly have a chest freezer somewhere, and they like to stock up. Yeah, we have, we have what, two refrigerators with freezers on the bottom and a um, freestanding one in the basement, so we have lots of room for frozen fish. <laughs> yeah, so I we found a place that's good. It also didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good problem. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we yeah. do ship very quickly. So, I mean, if you if someone were to order as late as midnight on Sunday, their order would go out on Monday, and then if it's shipping, we it would be within one to two days. You know, if it's if it's to the west coast, obviously we have to send it by air. If it's nearby, it goes by ground, but always to arrive in two days. Yeah. No, you have a pantry section too. And, and I th- I thought it was interesting when we, we got the uh, CTE, right, from Atlantic um, mm-hmm. Atlantic, Atlantic Sea Farms. Sea Farms. And uh, it was really funny because uh, I turned on my computer just as your call came through. And what, what do you think was advertising on the top? <laughs> Atlantic Sea Farms. Great. Is that, that, how did they know? Huh? <laughs> well, they know you've been looking at fish. <laughs> <laughs> you've given yourself away online by reading about fish. Uh, well, I'm that, really thrilled about this. Um, I mean, something to be excited about in seafood. And uh, so, I mean, I just feel it's, I've already told lots of people that it's a, a really reliable resource and a, a delicious resource. Uh, for our online shopping during this pandemic, and I'm glad it'll probably go on forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wonderful. Hopefully we'll all go out and about more, but you can still, we will still be selling and and shipping seafood to consumers. Right, and on your website, I might mention, you've got um, recipes too, which uh, a lot of people are a little awkward about cooking fish, but you've got some good, solid recipes on here, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've worked hard to do that. I think that's, I mean, within within seafood, generally more than 75% of seafood consumed in the U.S. happens at food service, you know, whether that's, you know, getting a lobster all out somewhere or, you know, in corporate dining or at a restaurant. People in the U.S. don't cook seafood at home for the most part. I mean, with some regional exceptions, but not nearly as much as, you know, as everyone would like. Yeah, they don't know how, you know. I think that's a big part of it. And so, you know, we've really worked with our wonderful community of chefs to do a lot of recipes. Some of our best customers, who, um, especially in the early days of of quarantine when they were all home, really generously did some wonderful recipes for us. We also have quite a few of us on staff have cooked professionally at different parts of our career and are really avid home cooks as well. So we've done recipes. You know, I've done quite a few recipes. You know, other people in the office have done other recipes of, of giving people new ideas on how to, you know, how to cook seafood at home and how 
how quick and easy it is. I mean, I think something like, you know, Wade is a great example. Like people, yeah, people know it and love it, but they just get fried calamari, you know, out at a restaurant. But well, it's actually, it's so fast. Like you couldn't order takeout as fast mm-hmm. as you can cook squid. That's true. Like you couldn't even mm-hmm. get to the phone to order it that fast. Well, listen, it's <laughs> done in two listen, minutes. Listen, it's W W U L F S F I S H dot com. Correct. Yes, and and check out also because we didn't have a time or chance to talk about this that you can also get a subscription, sort of like a CSA, which um, is also very valuable. So just check that out on the website. Oh, you're fun to work with, Alicia. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so excited that you enjoyed your fish. I was surprised I'd never heard it.